So this morning I'm going to start out by telling you the story of two very different church buildings in two different parts of the world that I have visited. Both of these church buildings are around the same age, or at least they were started built and started to be built around the same time. The first that I want to tell you about is a church that I visited back in 2000 and uh, I believe it was 2004 when I had the opportunity to travel to Barcelona, Spain with a class uh, from seminary. We were attending the Parliament of the World's Religions and I had the great opportunity to stay on in Barcelona for a few days after the Parliament uh, to be a little bit of a tourist and to travel and see some of the sights of Barcelona, which is a beautiful, beautiful city. One of Barcelona's most famous uh, structures is the church that was designed and begun to be built by Antoni Gaudi in the mid or in the late 1800s around 1882 1883 is when they started to build it. This church is called La Sagrada Familia, the Holy Family, and it is designed to be a grand cathedral, a grand grand church. The thing is absolutely huge. When it is finished, it will have 18 different spires, four massive facades, each telling a different piece of the story of the life of Christ. The, the facade that was finished within Gaudi's lifetime was the nativity facade, and this thing is fantastic. When you look at it, it has each in different little parts it tells the story in so many different ways. If you look over here, you see uh, the angel visiting Mary. And if you look over here, you see the Holy Family fleeing to Egypt. And if you look over here, you see the, the wise men visiting uh, the, the baby Jesus in, in, the, in the manger. And if you look over here and over here, you see different pieces of the story. And the thing is just covered in symbols and in symbolism. And it is gorgeous and fascinating. When you walk in to the church inside uh, that it is designed to have the image of a great canopy of trees. And so the pillars holding up the roof are look like tree trunks. And if you look up, it looks like the, the branches and the leaves of trees up at the top. It's beautiful. It is not yet finished. They're hoping to finish it sometime within my lifetime. They have uh, a date set, I think, for it to be finished here, I think within the next 10 years, but they have been building it for well over 100 years, and it is not yet finished. When you talk to people about this church, they talk about what it will look like when it is finished, and how beautiful it will be, and how grand it will be when it is finished. When people talk about this church, they talk about the future where it is headed, and what it will one day be. The second church I want to tell you about is a little church building out in the middle of the Sand Hills in Holt County. I had the opportunity to visit this church building a couple of years ago, actually probably about six months before I was hired on here at Southern Heights. We had to get permission to go and see this building because it is uh, the property of somebody, it, it's somebody's property now and it's on their land, and so we had to get permission to go and see it. This little church was once the uh, country church uh, that became the church that I was serving at the time. 
It was built in the 1880s, 1890s, I believe. And it was the epitome of the little white country church. You know, it was a little white one-room church with the, the steeple at the front, and I believe at one point in time it was may have also uh, doubled as a school. So if you can picture what you think of when you think of the little white country church, that was this building. And over time, the church realized that they uh, could no longer fit in the building. They needed a new building, and so the decision was made to build a new building in a new location. And then they had this building which was then sold, sold to uh, someone in the community who converted it into a barn for horses. They painted it red, and it now sits in the middle of a field, red, aged with time, now abandoned. And you can see the pieces of it that tell the story of it once having been a church, and the pieces of the story of it that tell about it having once been a barn for horses. When you walk into this building, you're sent, filled with a sense of nostalgia for the past, what once was, what could have been, but is no longer. I tell these two stories this morning, one of a church that is living into the future and another of a church building that is living in the past. One church, has, one church building has a sense of someday and another church building has a sense of yesterday. What could be and what once was. And for me, when I think about these two buildings... When I think about these two buildings, to me, in a way that kind of sums up what it is that we do in the church. This is what we do in the church. When we think about church, when we think about our churches, we tend to think about our buildings because this is where we come to to be a part of a church. This is where we come to to be in ministry and to worship together. But also when we think about church, the ministry, and the programs, we tend to either think about what we used to have, what we used to do, what used to be in the past. We tend to think about yesterday. And we do look back with a sense of nostalgia, but not only that, with a bit of grief and lamentation over what used to be, but no longer is. Or when we think about our spaces and we think about our church and we think about our ministries and our programs, we look and we say, what we, we think about the someday, what could be someday. And we focus on that, what we could be, what this would be in the future, and we think about the beauty of what this will be someday. And both of these are good things to look back at the past and say what we have done and who we have been and acknowledge that and remember that and even deal with the grief and lamentation that comes along with what no longer is. And it is good and right to look forward to the future and think about the beauty of what could be in the future and where we might be headed. But we focus so much on the past and on the future. Sisters and brothers, I think that all too often we, we do something that is, is to our detriment. We forget to look at the now. We're focused on the past, we're focused on the future, and we forget to think about today. 
You know, up on that mountain, the disciples got so excited. So excited about the symbols of the past that were up on that mountain. That, that the bringing together of the great prophets, Moses and Elijah, and now Jesus. They got so excited about the possibility of what they could build in the future. Okay, we will build these three booths and one for you, Moses, and one for you, Elijah, and one for you, Jesus. And we will bring people to you and this will become a great place where people can come and, and meet the prophets and hear what they have to say. They got so excited about the, the vision of what once was and the vision of what could be in the future that they missed out on what was happening right there in that moment, right there at that time. They almost missed what God was saying to them in that moment. And it took, literally took, the loud, booming voice from heaven saying, This, listen, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him now. Listen to what he is saying to you now. Listen to what is happening now in this place and in this time. Listen to my son in this moment. You know, sisters and brothers, I, I do believe that God is calling us to remember and honor the past. God is calling us to celebrate the great works of ministry that have happened in this place and with these people, with those who have come before us. They, God is calling us to celebrate that and lift that up and say that was good and right and faithful ministry and mission in the world. And God is calling us to look into the future and to build something new and wonderful, to, to have a vision of where we are headed and go there. Follow where we are led, trusting in what God is telling us we will be doing and trusting and, and living into the hope of that beauty and that wonder and that majesty that will someday come and be a part of our lives as a community. But God is calling us to something right here, right now. God is calling us to mission and ministry in this place, in this time, in this context. What God has given us now. God is not calling us to recreate the mission and the ministry of the past. and not, God is not calling us to try to do what we are hoping to do in the future now. But God is calling us to do something amazing and wonderful now. I want to take us back to those two very different church buildings in two very different parts of the world. La Sagrada Familia even though it is living into the future and there are thoughts about what it will once be, well, what, what it will be in the future. And there's great hope about what it will be. When I visited back, when I visited there over 10 years ago and there were scaffoldings in the middle of the sanctuary, in the middle of the church building where they are still building it, they were holding worship services ministering to the people that God had given them in that moment. Living into the hope of what would one day come 
but also focusing on the present, saying God has given us work to do now. It is not just a construction site, but it is an active living church, living into the future. And that little formerly white, now red, former country church, now barn, that is out in the middle of a field in Holt County, Nebraska, that building actually isn't filled with a sense of grief, more nostalgia, because that building represents the past, what once was, but the congregation that came out of it has built a new building to serve its purposes now, to minister to the community that God has given them in the now. And while they celebrate the past that God gave them, the work that they once did, they also embrace what God has given them now and move forward with joy in their lives and hope for what God is saying and doing amongst them. Can we too live with the faith of the little country church and the big city cathedral to celebrate the past, look forward to the future, to honor the ministry that God has given us and will give us all while doing what God has called us to do in this time and in this place with these people and the situations that God has given us in this moment. Sisters and brothers, let us listen for God's voice booming out of the sky saying, listen to my son and what he is telling you. Listen to what I am telling you now in this moment. Listen, follow, and go where I will lead. Sisters and brothers, let us have faith in what God is doing in this moment. Let us have faith in what God is doing in us in this time. Let us have faith and celebrate the great mission and ministry that we are doing. Let us go forward into the future, embracing all that God has given us and will give us each and every day. Shall we pray? Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us in the past, for the mission that we have accomplished, for the ministries that we have done, for the lives that we have touched. We thank you for the vision for the future that you are giving us, for the vision of of the hope of what will come tomorrow. Thank you for helping us to see forward into the future and to to go boldly and courageously where you lead us. Thank you for helping us to see the beauty of all that you call us to. And thank you, Lord, for what is happening here in this place today. Thank you for the mission and the ministry that you call us to each and every day. Thank you for the gifts of the people who are gathered together in this place. Thank you for the gifts that they give to let their light shine in the world. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have given us to do. Help us to embrace your mission and your ministry. Help us 
to know that what you are doing amongst us now is good and right and true, as good and right and true as anything we have done in the past and as good and right and true as anything that you guide us to in the future. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our lives and in our world, and we ask that you just give us the strength to follow and to do as you call us. Help us to live into your love, sharing it in this world in so many different ways. We pray all these things in your Son's name. Amen.